0: welcome back to Missouri. We're here at the Mike Lindell Truth Summit and you're going to get a little extra Lions and Generals. My co-host is in the same building with me,
1: Pastor Todd. Pastor Dave, a lot's happening here at this moment of truth. Let me tell you, there's a lot of truth coming out and I highly encourage you if you haven't watched the entirety of it to tune in. Uh, But we're very excited to have Millennial Millie, uh, otherwise known as Millie Weaver, with us and she is you know just out there standing I've been watching you for a long time you know on you just always are speaking truth and so we wanted to just honor you and and see what are you doing here Millie
2: well, I'm happy to be here. I'm just out here just as you guys are. I'm interviewing people, getting the truth out to the people. We know we've been uh, stifled so much on social media because of big tech oh, yeah. censorship, so uh, it's really been a hard task to get information out to people, right. but you know, we're all doing the best we can yeah. and we're trying to fight back with information.
1: Yep. Yeah, and where are you at now so so people can find you if they haven't been able to recently?
2: Okay, so you can find me at millennialmilly.com, that's my main base, which I mostly have that website to have my documentaries, many of which been, who have been uh, banned or yeah. censored off of YouTube or Facebook or the right. big tech sites, they don't like truth, okay? They, they ban it, they say it's disinformation, but, you know, we're living in those time periods where where good is seen as bad and bad is yep. seen as good. that's
1: exactly right.
2: Exactly, so... Uh, MillenniumMilly.com and right now I'm on uh, YouTube as well and you can also find me at Lindell TV as oh, well. I have a show on Lindell TV. Okay. So
1: what's your latest project that you're working on? The documentary or which, what are you working on right now?
2: Well um, I've been working on a couple different things behind the scenes, um, one of which is based on big tech and the coming technocracy. Yeah so we've got that one going on and then also I've still been working on a Shadowgate 3 film right now so Mm -hmm. we're just gonna delve more into the deep state because I think it's amazing you know originally years ago when we first started talking about government conspiracies the deep state we were all
1: believe it right we
2: were seen as someone that had a tinfoil hat Right. who could ever believe that people could conspire right yeah and that our government could conspire but even if you look at the Bible we have right. many instances of people conspiring, uh, right? Uh, yeah. And
1: it even told us about the times that we're in right now,
0: yeah. and it, we're literally seeing the Bible, right, Pastor Dave, play yeah. out before our eyes. You know, we certainly are. And you've been on the forefront of this. Uh, you've had a lot of attacks from the deep state.
2: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, actually, I was arrested on the day which we were when we were uploading our documentary Shadowgate, which yep. is about the shadow government. Um, I was gone after by a Democrat prosecutor, Victor Viglucci. Uh, They even tried to come at me with CPS and take my children away, they had foster parents lined up. When the CPS workers came to meet with us, I kid you not, they were wearing turning and the county portage blue t-shirts on. Okay, it was a complete political attack. God was protecting me throughout the entire time. I felt his hedge of protection, and lo and behold, they were not successful in trying to steal my children, okay, which children go missing in the foster care system, okay?
1: Absolutely.
2: It it was terrifying, okay? They were not successful in stealing my children, and every single charge against me was dropped. So I was validated, and, you know, I was cleared of everything. But of course, they did the wrap-up smear job in the media on me, and no one covered the Vindication, yeah. right? No one covered the what dropping a of the charges, <laughs> right? Um, so, um, they've tried to attack me and take me, take me out, and it, right. it's just while I'm putting out the documentary of the deep state, trying to expose them, they come down on me and attack me. So,
0: and you drove over the target. That's right.
2: Exactly. That's yep. that's what it is. So
1: when you see Donald Trump, the 45th president of our country, getting you know his house raided. That must, you know, we were with Roger Stone recently, he had a similar thing happen, you've had a similar thing. I mean, what is that, what kind of feelings do you have when you see something like that going on?
2: It feels very familiar. It feels like more government abuses of power, more overreach. The justice system has completely been filled to the brim with corruption. I mean, even if you look at the FBI and the history of the FBI and, you know, J. Edgar Hoover getting in there and, and the way, you know supposedly there was all this talk of a file that he had on people right right, right. and the collection of that information well if you're if we have our agencies that are supposed to be looking out and making sure our country's safe collecting information on all Americans and even you know blackmail type information on politicians and men of power you can see that that could be a problem really quickly and how you could also have corruption brought within these organizations. Oh, yeah. So um, I feel like it's definitely targeted uh, with what what's happening with Trump right now is a witch hunt. Yep. It's plain and simple, it's a witch hunt. When we've seen how no one seems to care in the FBI or the DOJ about Hunter Biden's laptops and the contents, it's clear that <laughs> they don't play on equal playing ground. Um, it's rules for the None for me. That's right. Even Hillary with
1: her with her hat, you know, she comes out with this hat, like with the email, like mocking everybody. When we all know she had classified emails, you know, but Trump, meanwhile, you know, whatever is in his basement of his, you know, Mar-a-Lago yeah. you know, more important for some reason, not not to classify stuff to China and, you know, all this stuff that's happened over the years, you know.
2: Right. And I think what no one's really talking about, I mean, I've seen some people covering this, is how the, the judge who signed off on the warrant, Judge Reinhart, He actually, he was a former um, DA and then he actually quit. And the very next day he went as a private attorney and represented Jeffrey Epstein's employees, his scheduler, his girlfriend, people who were going to be essentially be able to be squeezed for information and testimony that could actually imprison Jeffrey Epstein. But instead, he made sure they all got immunity deals, yeah. and that made it so that Jeffrey Epstein ended up being prosecuted at the state level rather than at the federal level, which really meant he did minimal well. time and really got got off scot-free. Yep. So that's the same person that signed the warrant to go after President Trump.
0: What a surprise, right? No surprise, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's just like this January 6th, you were part of the movie that we did with Nick Searcy and uh, Chris Burgard. If you haven't seen it, go to His Glory TV and get Capital Punishment today. Everything they told you is a lie and it's all coming down. Um, What are your thoughts about the movie and being in Capital Punishment?
2: I was very honored to be included in the film. I think it's a great film. Um, I know that Nick Searcy is amazing, and so is Chris Berg, and so I just felt very honored to be in the film. I know one of the parts they had featuring me in the film was some of the investigative work that we that I did, and I had an undercover infiltrator inside some of these left-wing groups, and they were able to actually get and capture their Zoom chats where they were discussing how they had plans to take over government buildings. They literally had an ArcGIS map with the Capitol redlined out. And they were talking about, you know, we are going to stop at nothing to make sure that Trump is not allowed to be president, right? So we literally have hours and hours of video footage of these left-wing groups working with, it's not just the small left-wingers, okay? Working with DHS-sized employees. Federal bureaucrats, wow. senior executive service level people, okay, they were working with high level people, Democrats embedded in our own government, engaging in activism in order to pull this off. I mean, they were talking about not handing over the keys of government to Trump, no matter what. Yeah. So, when that group is sitting there plotting in these videos, we're going to take over government buildings. Literally, one of the ladies says, they are going to be people there and they're going to take over the government buildings. And we're just going to, we're going to let them, we're going to help them, right? So I think that's a really big deal. That's the information we had. And obviously some of that was featured in your film with uh, Nick Searcy. And that's key information. I think really it's, it's been underreported. And I think large in part, it was because of the, the wrap up smear job that was done on me during the middle of that work that I was putting out right so at the middle of while i'm doing shadowgate the same time i'm i'm having this really thorough investigation where we literally have somebody embedded inside these these groups which took a long time to get okay Uh, being in there over a year and a half to finally get to the level where they're at in those zoom chats real journalism right actually
1: being (laughs) a journalist right right
2: it was like project veritas level (laughs) undercover (laughs) investigation so i was putting it out in parts right and so they knew they had to discredit me they knew they had to discredit the work and that's I think they were slightly successful at the time being and um, I wish we could have done more to get that out though
0: let's take a step back for the audience that don't don't, share with your uh, His Glory family your background because it's not like you just some person that showed up and started investigating you've been doing this for a long time
2: right so I started out in uh, like 2016 I realized Hillary Clinton was running for president and at that time I was just a young mom. I had my son who was a little baby and we had relocated out to Ohio to stay with um, family and my husband and I we just decided we're going to go out and we're just going to start covering this stuff and putting it up on YouTube, right? And so we went out to the RNC, that was the first thing we did. And we went out and covered all the chaos that was going on outside, which, mind you, with the RNC, they had so many fences right. around it. Right. It was insane. So much security. I think they gave the city of Cleveland like a billion dollars to up the security. And juxtapose that into context with what happened with uh, January 6th and how little security yes. they had, yeah. right? exactly. Uh, and that was the typical for any of those events. but. You know, we started out there and then we started following Trump's rallies and Hillary Clinton's rallies and I started out really just on the ground showing Hillary was having hardly anyone show up to her speaking events, but the media was saying she had a bunch of people supporting her. The media was saying she's going to win, right? And then I'm watching them having to have cranes lift up and take, you know, bull-like photos to make it look like she had more people there. And then I'm going to Trump's rallies and seeing he has these massive crowds. So I just started going out there and interviewing all the people, showing the crowd sizes. And that's really how I kind of made a name for myself and then, you know, continued on with my journalism. And and it's morphed into um, more in-depth investigative reports over time.
0: Yeah. So, how do you tie January 6, Mar-a-Lago? How does this all wrap together, in your opinion? And second question is, do you believe they're going to indict the president?
2: Well, um, I've had the honor of working with um, some of the president's lawyers and getting to know them very well. And you know, I I did a lot of investigative work following January 6 with Rudy Giuliani and. From what I know and from the evidence that I have uh, found, the investigative work I've compiled, is that it's clear to me that this was a setup. It was a trap. We all walked into the trap. Um, There were people within the Rhino establishment that were working to infiltrate into the right-wing side to try to steer people while also at the same time you had the left-wing working and making sure they had their operatives in in the field ready to pounce and essentially hijack a peaceful protest. Um, and that's exactly what they did. They could not allow that election fraud evidence to be heard, and that's what was going to happen. So right before they interrupted the hearing, there was gonna be the potential for slates of electors to go back, the potential for things to be contested, right? and. If that happened, they would have been exposed. The whole country would have been watching those hearings and seeing how, oh my goodness, look at all these witnesses coming forward. Look at all this stuff going on with the election. So they wanted to stop that by any means. And that was the whole point. They ran the operation. They had their their provocateurs in the field right dressed many of them in black block we were able to pinpoint that one uh fellow um john sullivan because he had his mask off but there was previous video footage of him literally instructing and educating people make sure you wear black block right right uh having all his comrades and people come with him there so We know that the left played a large role in this, but we also know that there were elements on the right, even FBI infiltrators on the right, that played a role in this as well. And at the end of the day, my feeling on it is that we saw the Republican establishment team up with the Democrats in order to do this. And mind you, none of this would have happened none of this would have happened had nancy pelosi and mitch mcconnell not instructed their sergeant of arms to not allow the national guard there okay the sergeant of arms it is their job to protect the capitol buildings sergeant arms of the house reports to nancy pelosi sergeant of arms of the senate reports to mitch mcconnell they both told them no we don't want to have national guard there and the sergeant of arms worked with the FBI and other, and Department of Homeland Security, right, which we had DHS agents in our Zoom chats plotting to take over government buildings. Mind you, those agencies all said there's no risk for a threat. However, the DC Metro Police Chief, they called in the National Guard. So there was a National Guard in the surrounding DC metropolitan area but there was no National Guard on the National Mall where the actual protests and events were taking place, doesn't that just seem off to you? Yeah. But then right after it happens, they call in the military. They right, call in the National right. Guard. The whole thing turns into a police state on steroids like that. They let it happen. Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, and they need to be held accountable for that because that's our building. Yeah. That belongs to the people. Right. We didn't want agitators to go in there and destroy and desecrate our Capitol building. Yeah. We did not benefit from that, Trump did not benefit from that, and there's no one that can tell me otherwise.
0: I was there, I saw uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter coming down side streets with their gear on, switching over into MAGA gear, I, being a former Marine, I knew that there were three letter organizations stirring up trouble, I saw it right before my very eyes.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you could see it, and a lot of people were actually calling that out in the crowd. They were going, "Antifa, Antifa!" They, yep. they were actually calling out these agitators for what they were. And
1: they were sending out literature ahead of time, saying, "Come, and Trump, you know, dress as Trump supporters." I mean, these are to the Antifa people. You know, so many people told me about the vans pulled up with people, agent provocateurs. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to talk about any of this stuff. You know, and so thank God you're talking about it.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, people on his glory. You know, but this is this is why you got to support program like this because we got to get the truth out and they're coming after the truth and you know so
2: right and that's why um, from what I've been told by very reliable sources is that they are planning to indict President Trump yeah. and that it is very likely that we will see President Trump be indicted um, you can indict a ham sandwich that's yeah. what I was told yeah. Um, so, I, Which I know very well. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I have barely have, have a ham sandwich, right? <laughs> before we
0: do, I can <laughs> confirm what she just said. That's right. why I asked the right. question. Right. A high-level Secret Service person reached me just before I landed wow. and
1: said he will be indicted. I'm hearing yes. the same thing, and so this is a confirmation. I think, now you tell me what you think about this, million Pastor Dave, but I think they want to draw the patriots out to actually do some violent act so then they can call us all insurrectionists and bring in some foreign you know UN peacekeeper who knows you know I mean am I crazy to think that or
2: absolutely not that's exactly what they're planning to do see it's not just about Trump they don't just want to take out Trump it's about us remember when Trump said they want to to go after you I'm just standing in the way Right. right They want to take us out, and so one of the ways they'll do that um, is the FBI. They've long been frothing at the mouth at having a right-wing extremism problem in America. They want it. They've tried to create it. Right. Um, so. What they want to do is they want us to get very, they want to incite us to to get out into the street, to protest. And then that's when they do just like what they do with January 6th. They send provocateurs out, they send people out. Anyone can put on a MAGA hat, right? You could have Antifa putting on MAGA hats or BLM riders putting on MAGA hats, and at that point they can demonize us. And then, next thing you know, they want to put us all on these FBI watch lists. We saw how they were even targeting moms showing up to parent school board yeah. meetings complaining and saying the FBI needs to watch them. What do you think they're going to do if we decide to protest when they arrest Trump? So you can indict a ham sandwich just because they arrest him doesn't mean they're going to have charges against him you don't have to show in a a grand jury you don't have to show any opposing evidence that would show that this person could very well be innocent right so they're going to indict him they're going to try to incite us we have to be smarter and not take the bait we have to figure out you know we're going to show up but we're going to show up on election day
0: yeah yeah. And it's going to boomerang against them. It is. That's right. the good it's news. It's going to be completely yeah, backwards. They're going to hang on their own gallows. Right? It almost happened last week. I, um, there, there was a, there was a, a, a nationwide call to go to D.C. to protest at the FBI building. I don't know if you guys heard that. I happened to get a call from the Epoch Times on the way to New York, it asked me to comment on it. I said no, don't right. go there, it's right. a witch hunt, you're going to yes. go to jail. Uh, my sources say stay out of Washington, D.C., and thank goodness it went viral because they can't—they canceled it. But they're, they're setting up traps. Wow.
2: Absolutely. They want to demonize the Trump base because oh, yeah. here's the deal. They know that the Trump base is where the power is. Obviously President Trump, he's a powerful man, he's, he's a character in itself, and right. many people love and adore him, they follow him, um, but they want to destroy the movement because even they know that if, even if they take Trump out, even if they were to assassinate him, per se, which I've heard that it's possible they could try to, you know, do that as well to him. Um, they know that there will always be the movement, right? So they have to destroy and demonize the movement.
1: Yeah. They know where the power is, the powers in the people of God, you know, pulling down the strongholds, calling upon the name of the Lord, you know, speaking truth and righteousness. And it's a spiritual battle. I mean, yeah. would you agree? It's a
2: spiritual battle. Absolutely. It's a spiritual battle. And I'm also concerned about, it's a law enforcement battle in some ways. And, and I'm concerned about, you know, the 87,000 oh, yeah. IRS agents that they recently you know, enacted with this new infrastructure, or, sorry, this new um, inflation yeah. reduction, reduction bill, yeah. which is really, it should be the inflation increase bill. I mean, just the mere signing of it, you know, you're printing more money, you're going to be increasing, oh, yeah. <laughs> increasing inflation. I mean, so, it's like 101, but... They're hiring all these new IRS agents, and that's very concerning to me because if you remember back in 2012, they came after
1: me last time I was on the radio, I was one of the guys that I came after. So when I see right. this, I think, okay, here we go again. You know, and, yes. he, and Obama said that he wanted a civilian army. Remember a military, yes. and so I feel like this is just the Obama plan coming into fruition now. You know,
2: it, it, it is. And under Obama, the IRS was targeting conservative. businesses and organizations, anyone with the name Tea Party in their name or Patriot, they are being targeted by the IRS. So, I mean, that's the number one concern I have is are they going to start targeting conservatives and conservative organizations with these new 87,000 armed IRS agents?
1: And the craziest thing about them is these are armed agents that can come near home. And I don't know if you, if you can answer this, but I have a police officer friend, and he told me that you know, if the FBI comes, they usually let local law enforcement know, hey, we're conducting a raid. With right. these uh, IRS people, they can literally just come into a jurisdiction; they don't even need to tell anybody. You know, I mean, that's crazy. You know, and you got these armed guys at your house all of a sudden who are untrained, by the way. They're not even trained like normal law enforcement.
2: I don't understand it. what what in the world would compel someone to need to use lethal force in regards to a debt. Right. You understand like right. it it just it doesn't make any sense Send to me. the letter, you know, and, right. and
1: you know that'll you know, we'll, we'll deal with it, right? I mean, if there's something we need right. to deal with. But why do you need armed agents coming, you know?
2: And law enforcement, the reason they have guns is cuz they're dealing with criminals. They're dealing with people who uh, might, might be on crazy drugs and they might be armed and they might be trying to commit illegal crimes of some sort. Uh, so that makes sense as to why you would right. need a gun, but what, why, why does the IRS need a gun? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: And all the ammunition that they're buying, it's like, you know, who is this for? What are, you know? What's your what's your end game here? You right. Know? So it doesn't look good. So uh, what can we do to push back against some of these things? What do you think is some action that you?
2: Can- well. Um, I would like to see governors actually step up. I'd like to see more of our governors, like Ron DeSantis, others yeah. step in and say we're not going to allow these abuses of our our citizens in our state because we have uh, they've got state constitutions and they have the ability to protect citizens. So I'd like to see more of that. But also, I think that we need to get get better at taking back. Our local government, yes. right? And we need to stop supporting these rhino candidates. We need to start primarying them out, which we've seen a lot of success in that, um, getting more you know, patriotic candidates in office, people who are not like Liz Cheney, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> more peach. Liz Cheney.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'd vote for you
0: if you ever run, I'll tell you. Okay. That. He, he we, we need help in Ohio. <laughs>
2: right? Well, we, need a,
0: we need a good governor. We don't have him.
2: Right. I know. We we have uh, DeWine, who's been a sellout, and he pretty much went, went in line, I'd say, lock and step with all of the COVID mask yep. mandates. and. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. No, it's not.
0: So, what parting thoughts do you have and hope for the His Glory family? Where where are we going?
2: Well, I think that this is one thing I will say. My dad, who's a pastor, he um, he has a small little church here in Missouri. Actually, oh, wow. um, he was actually telling me years ago, at the height and the peak of the whole like MAGA movement. And when everything was super just political, right? And on my mind, I was just thinking like hard left and right, Republican, Democrat, everything's super political right now. The trend is, you know, conservatism It's a trend, right? Right. right? And he was telling me, he's like, it's going to go, it's going to change and it's going to be Christian versus, Come on. Amen. right? Yes. And, and I was like, I couldn't see it. I couldn't imagine it. I was kind of like, I don't know about that. He's like, I'm telling you, it's this is it's where happening. it's going. It's going to change, and it's going to be Christian versus not, and good versus evil. And now I'm starting to see it. Um, And I think the first time I saw it really was at at January 5th when they had the the speeches before January 6th. I saw a lot of pastors getting out. Saw a lot of Christians being mobilized. We saw that with um, people wanting to overturn Roe versus Wade. We saw tons of Christians showing up and marching in D.C. at these March for Lives. So we're starting to see Christians become energized, mobilized, and realize, look, We might not be able to have discernment and trust which man to follow, whether we follow the red man or the blue man, right? But we know which man we follow, and that's Jesus Christ. And And as long as we continue to follow Jesus Christ and ask for discernment from God, we can tap into the Holy Spirit and that will be our guiding force and we can we can win this. That's right. Right? That's right. So I think that's what we need is we need the base to realize, and the Christians to realize, it's time to awaken. It's time to uh, to put your full armor of God on, right, and to get active.
1: So you got to do something. Right. You can't sit back and do nothing. Right, that's the right. key.
2: And so I think uh, organizations like His Glory yeah. are amazing, and I think you guys are the future. That's what I think.
0: Yep. It's, it's time to put the two offensive gears of the, the Ephesians on. The right. Word of God and praying in the Spirit, the carpet bombing of the enemy. We have to take it back to the enemy. So yes. that's right. I mean, Absolutely. God, You know, God always
1: wins in the yep. end. And so we stand. He says, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we believe right. that. So, Millie, thank you so much for what you're doing. We appreciate it. Tell everybody one more time where they can find you.
2: You can find me at MillennialMillie.com or millennial MillennialMillie on YouTube. You can also find me on uh, Frank's Beach on Lindell TV. It's Millie Weaver. So, and I'm on True Social as well. So Millie Weaver on True Social. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And we'll be right back after this.
2: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to give each and every one of you one last chance to get my original My Slippers. Go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off and the biggest savings ever. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you won't find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Not only that, they come with an indoor-outdoor sole, so you can wear them anytime, anywhere. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. And now you can get them for
0: the best savings ever. Only $49.98. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own my slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off. We have extremely low quantities, and once they're gone, they're gone. So order now.